Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You are joining us at the No Nonsense Anti-Racism Podcast. Canada doesn't always come to mind as a country in first place. We're second in the world in landmass after Russia. We get a lot of silver medals in the Olympics. But something we can claim as being the first is that we hosted the first race riot in North America. I know that's dark. But it's true, and it's a part of our history, that I didn't know anything about. Yesterday, we discussed the influx of Black loyalists and settlers to British North American colonies in what is now Canada. It was not an easy or smooth process at all. Black people in Canada found that although they were free, they were not going to be treated equally to white people. White and Black loyalists settled across the Maritimes, many white loyalists settling in Shelburne, Nova Scotia, and black loyalists in Birchtown, Nova Scotia, about 10 kilometers away. Black people found harsh conditions, such as starvation, indentureship, exploitation of cheap labor, severe winters, lack of educational opportunities, racism, shortages of food and clothing. Let's also remember that the Maritimes was very much a slave-owning society at this time. Slavery was still legal and enforced, and the idea that free Black people lived so close to slave owners must have been disconcerting. Handing out land owed was going very slowly, and you'll remember that there was a priority sequence with Black loyalists at the back of the line. Many white loyalists also waited for their land titles to be processed, and in this time had to work as laborers to survive. One problem, though, was that since black laborers were paid much, much less than them, they were picked for jobs over white laborers. Racial tensions began to rise, and the white population found any reason to berate the black population. Any issue they had with British administrators seemed to be the fault of the black settlers nearby. On July 26, 1784, 40 white loyalists surrounded the home of a black Baptist preacher named David George. He was a preacher in Shelburne who founded a church that had many black and white followers. When white people began to be baptized in his church, hostilities went through the roof. Armed with hooks and chains, they beat him unconscious. He had been threatened in the past. As a black man in Shelburne, he was told to leave, that he was not welcome. But he had always refused and continued his work. This time, though, the threats turned physical. The white mob tore down the homes of 20 other free black loyalist families, which sat on the church's property. Riots continued for 10 more days, and attacks on black people for another 30 days. Any black travelers caught on the road between Shelburne and Birchtown were at risk of violence. Black loyalists who had military experience formed into militia groups to protect their communities. Hostilities only settled down once the military was called in from Halifax to settle down the fighting. By the end of the riots, the only black people left in Shelburne were slaves and servants. To quell the white rioters, the chief surveyor in charge of distributing land was fired, and the job was handed to another department. However, this resulted in black loyalists being left out of land distribution altogether. No aid was ever offered to the black families who lost their land and homes in Shelburne. Birchtown, Nova Scotia was not a city developed enough to support the influx of black people, so when announcements to settle in Sierra Leone were offered by the British... 
as many as 1,100 of the 3,500 black people in Nova Scotia took this offer up. The preacher, David George, was one of those people. The Shelburne race riots are the first documented in Canadian history and in North America. The riots are a stark reminder for us that life in Canada for black people was never easy or idyllic, and that racism has always existed here. Join me tomorrow to learn about an iconic black Canadian woman named Mary Ann Carey.